Memorial Day 2020. Aren't we going to remember this Memorial Day? As my word, if it's not enough, you know, the, with the COVID-19 lockdown, now we've just had a 500-year flood. You know I've lived through two 500-year floods? <laughs> that makes me really ancient. <laughs> that makes me like Methuselah, you know? So, the, but the point of it is, even as what we have experienced, and so many of you, even in the digging out and the carrying out of stuff, you know, observing Memorial Day, it's not about my trouble. It's not about my trouble. It's not about your trouble. It's about remembering, and this is what's so beautiful, it's about remembering those who paid an ultimate price so we can dig out of our trouble today. We have the freedom to live unto what we can do, get to do, and what God has, has ordained for us to do. And we only have that freedom, first of all, because God allowed America to be established and set free. It was based on his principles. And now Memorial Day is a day that's set aside to what? Tell me. Remember. To remember to remember those who paid the ultimate price so that we could live free. God bless our veterans. Can you say, God bless our veterans? God bless, our veterans. God bless America, and we thank our veterans. Um, World War II uh, veterans, there are approximately 300,000 still living. Most of those veterans are in their 90s. And of the 350,000 women who served in World War II, 14,500, approximately, are still living. Wow. So as we honor those who gave their life so that we could live free, I want to talk about what is a memorial. First of all, a memorial is designed to preserve the memory of a person or event. It can be a monument or an observance preserving the memory of a person or thing. Name some memorials in our life, okay? What is a memorial? We celebrate memorials all the time, especially we women. We make a big deal about something we want to remember, something that is special. Cindy talked about a memorial as she thought about her dad and her dear friend, Barb. It's my mom's birthday today. She's been in heaven for two birthdays. I have her Bible with me today. I'm not going to be able to find anything in it because my Bible opens up right to where I want it to open, you know, but it's a memorial. Um, birthdays are a memorial as we celebrate our birthdays. Some of you are a really big memorial. <laughs> I should say some of us are a really big memorial. Birthdays are memorial. Um, anniversaries are memorials. Graduations are memorials. And you dear parents who have made a beautiful big deal to the best of your ability of your graduating seniors. You want to make a memory. You're saying, we're doing this. This is a memorial. We're celebrating this, and we're going to remember. And they're really going to remember their graduation of 2020. Falling in love. Let's go to that point for a minute. When you fall in love, everything becomes a memorial. It's been 24 hours since our first date. I've got to write it down. You know, it becomes a memorial. Um, every object concerning who you love becomes a memorial. This is the paper off his straw. I will save it forever. <laughs> you know, it's a memorial. It's all about making, making objects concerning that person a memorial. 
those that are married, we wear a memorial on our finger, okay? It's a memorial. Now, some of you carry around a rock. You've got a really big memorial on your, it's, it's a memorial to this man loves me, my dear sweet husband. I have a little sparkle on my finger, okay? And he has so often said, honey, let me, let me amp it up. Let me get, it. absolutely not. This is a memorial to that moment. I wouldn't want it any other way. This is how I wanted it. It's a memory of that moment. So the rings we carry are a memorial of, I have my Grandma Buchma's ring. Oh, I wore my ostentatious charm bracelet. It is a memorial. I rarely wear it anymore just because I'm a less is more, not a more is more. But these are places that Doug and I have gone and he would buy me a charm every place we went. And this only represents like the first, well, we dated for three years and then like about the next five years of our marriage. And it literally, you know, it was just like, oh man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build muscle carrying this. Um, but it's, it's a memorial. It's, it's all these things are reminders because it's so important to remember. Because now we're going to go from what memorials are in our life to the danger of not remembering. Memorial Day is all about remembering. I want you to think about the importance of remembering. It cannot be overemphasized, especially in a relationship. When we forget to remember in a relationship, whether it be friends, whether it be um, spouse, whether it be family members, when we forget to remember do you know what happens? An erosion begins to eat the foundation of that relationship. And it's so easy because we get so used to each other. And so it, comes, it becomes very easy not to remember. It becomes easy to forget. God knew we were such a forgetful people. Boy, I tell you what, the older you get, some of you maybe can relate to me. It's just downright scary. You know, I went back. Clint takes vitamin D, especially during this COVID time. But first he takes a thyroid pill. And it has to be a half hour spread out. And, and for the life of me, I could not remember if I gave him his vitamin D. I said, Clint, did I give you your vitamin D today? And I always keep my bottles in an order. It is only order that saves me. I mean, it is. Think of, the, think of what happens when you forget to remember. Just with, let's start out with just some shallow little things, like um, when you forget where you put your phone. <laughs> Are you there? Or, or when you forget, yeah, when you forget your grocery list. I'm famous for this. I make out a detail. I do it aisle by aisle. So I know, and they say, Kathy, don't you call up and have your groceries delivered? No. I am so hard copy. I am so dinosaur-ish. I don't know. I just... And, I, and plus, I don't have the necessity that many of you do have. It was such a wonderful convenience. I love it, Tina, going to Walmart and doing her pickup. And, um, and then she got so, well, I won't go there. I can't. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and then you forget. What happens when you forget to remember? You lose. You lose. Look to the lady next to you and say, if you don't remember, you lose. Tell her. Because this does get really vital in, a few, in, in just a minute here. You lose your time. You lose, you know, it becomes your opportunity to build patience because you're ready to lose your patience because you have forgotten, yada, yada. And these are just on the surface, surface letters. In relationships, when I don't remember, when I don't remember, say, um, in the dailiness of living, small kindnesses, um, 
What's his favorite dessert? What's his favorite color? What's his favorite ball team? When I, when I remember small things, small um, thoughts concerning what my husband likes, what he wants, it shows that I'm thinking about him. A best friend. You keep that best friend relationship by thinking, oh, I'm going to make a dozen. I'll make a dozen and a half and give them to my friend. It shows, kindnesses show where you're thinking. Um, let's go from what happens when we forget. I watched a special commentary a while back on D-Day, and the surviving soldiers who are now senior citizens say every day they fill it in. They remember. Every day they remember. They forget so many other things, but not this because it was so important. They, they, they had skin in the game. And then they watched their buddies and their comrades pay the ultimate price so they don't forget. Now, how do you suppose those soldiers feel when people abuse our flag? How do they feel? How do you think they feel when they don't sing the national anthem? Or they don't even stand for it? See, involvement shows our loyalty. What I commit my time to, my effort, it took you effort and time to come to church because it shows who you're loyal to. It shows what's important in your life. It reveals what I think is important. So many don't value our blood-bought freedoms, or they take it very flippantly for two reasons. One, they have not personally paid a price, and two, they have believed a lie. They just don't know what they have, as we see such a pull into socialism with these younger generations, because they don't know. They're believing a lie. The same principle applies to our spiritual freedom, and this is where I want to get to. Somebody put that clock back five minutes, okay? <laughs> um, our Savior, we know, paid the ultimate price. Now, he didn't die for our freedom. He laid down his life for our freedom. He willingly shed his blood for our freedoms. But don't we get used to it? Don't we get used to it? We cannot forget to remember. We must remember every day the price that was paid so that I can live free and not just, not just have my, my sins forgiven and a home in heaven and a better way to live, but to truly live in liberty. Liberty, soul liberty, far excels, is far greater than my freedom in America. But one of the sweetest things this side of heaven is to be able to live free from the enslavement of sin, free from the bondage of sin. Now, I want to show you what a slippery slope this is and how tricky Satan is. Um, there was a man working at our house last week, and when he was finished, I handed him a gospel track, and uh, I said, thank you for cleaning my windows. They look beautiful. But you know what's better than clean windows? A clean heart. Of course, he looked at me and I said, no, really. I said, would you read this little pamphlet? It, it tells you, it's from the Bible, and it tells you how Jesus forgives us, and God loves us, and he calls us to be his children. Would you read this when you have time? And he says, well, ma'am, I, I have my own way of believing. He said, uh, I go to AA. 
every week. And I said, good for you. That is wonderful. I'm so glad you're getting victory over something like that. He says, yep, it's been, next week it'll be seven months. See, he's setting memorials in relationship to his freedom. He said, I found, he said, I, I, I ruined my life. I destroyed my life. I could not get through a day without drinking. And I said, good for you that you are committed to being free from that. But you know, his name's Brian. I said, Brian, I'm going to pray for you every day this week. He was going on a nine-day vacation. And I said, because, you know, even better than living free from alcohol is living unto the freedom that God made you to live unto. He has a plan for your life that is so good. And I'm going to pray that you will read God's truth in this little paper. And on your nine days, I'm going to pray that you think about it. Because better than even being free from alcohol is being free to live the life that God has planned for you. Well, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Big old burly guy, you know. And, um, and he left. So if Brian comes to mind, pray for Brian. You know what, what's interesting? I can't go there. I've got to go. go. Um, uh, so we are free to choose to remember. The consequences of certain choices. Oh, I've got to get, make this point. This, this is so good. Um, oh, shoot, I have to have you turn to 2 Peter 2.8. 2 Peter 2.18. This is, this is the enslavement. I'm going to read it quickly um, and give a little commentary on it. 2 Peter chapter 2 is the scariest chapter in the Bible for me. It breaks my heart. Um, it, first of all, though, if you go to verse 9, get this truth. 2 Peter 2.9, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. You take that as your truth. There hath no temptation taken us, but such is common to man. But God is what, girls? He is faithful, and he will make a way to escape. No matter That temptation can be anger. That temptation can be unforgiveness. That temptation can be fornication. It can be adultery. It can be pornography. It can be alcohol. There are so many temptations out there, and God is faithful to deliver me from every one of those so that I can live the life of liberty, of being free, of going through hard times and, and sad times and angry times and not living unto that for the rest of my life. Wow, now that's victory, and that's the freedom God gives to his children. But now now go, go to this. I, I can't take the time. It, verse 15, they've forsaken the right way and have gone astray. So it's not for, out of ignorance, okay? They knew. And um, then go down to, here's, here's what happens. This is what we are just inundated with on a daily basis. Every news program, all the people in, around us, and sometimes even our friends. For they speak great swelling words of vanity. They allure through the lust of the flesh. And what that would be is, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Everybody does that. No, 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 no. Go back to the truth. Find out what God says about that. And then make your choice, because we're going to see choice. the choice we make in our freedom have huge consequences, either for very good or for very bad. Back to verse 18. They alert through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that, ready, were clean. They were. Escaped from them who live in error, while they promised them what, girls? Liberty. They themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, the same as he brought in what? 
Yep. For if after they've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and say, this is talking to people who know Christ. Do you know what's really sad as they talk to Brian? He brought up a family that used to go to our church who now live totally opposite of God's way. Isn't that the devil's way? See, as I'm talking to him about there being such a better way, he knew very well a family on a very good basis. Yeah, they, they don't do that anymore, do they? Oh, you know, I've, I've told you before, I believe Satan uses Christians to send more people to hell than anything else. Backslidden Christians. But. Verse 20, they knew the Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. Girls, I can't think of anything being worse than, than not knowing the way of righteousness. And yet God says, child, remember. Remember, don't forget. Don't forget. You've got to remember every day. And I've got, I've got a solution for you. We've got to get to the solution. Maybe I'll hit this other part next week, God willing. Make this summer. I'm going to go right to the end here. But, also, but remember, if, if I refuse to choose God in my freedom, here's a for instance. I do have to reference this. See, we're free to think any way we want to think. God made us with a free what? A free will. I have free time. I have a free mind. I'm free to think any way I want to think. You take a student in a classroom setting. You take a student that, that student, he's free He's free to think anything he wants to think as he's sitting in front of the teacher. He can get engaged. He can focus. He can interact. And the consequence of that is he's going to learn. He's going to be different. He's going to be changed because of what he is receiving. That same student can be free to what? Daydream. Think about what am I going to do when I get home and I have free time. Oh, I can't go there. I gotta, I gotta move ahead because I want to give you some solutions for this summer. I want to give you an acrostic. If you have paper and pen, write the word summer up there. Because this is, we're stepping into summer with our barefoot and our sandals. We're stepping into summer. But the same way. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Shut the door, Donna. <laughs> we'll pray. We'll see you next week. God is good. We'll do the acrostic of summer because it is, it is remembering what I get to do this summer that's going to change me and grow me, and I'm not going to be tempted to forget. Remember to remember. Now, same thing. In, in like, we can go in the service. We can say, right now, dear God, engage my heart. I am free to think about anything I want. I can be free to think about the ditches I've got to dig because of the water. I, gotta be free to, I can be free to think about the meal I'm going to enjoy. Or I can be free to get engaged in the word of God and say, Dear God, use your word to change my heart. God bless you.